0: Today I'm going to read from Matthew 15, 29 to 39. After Jesus had left that place, he passed along the Sea of Galilee, and he went up the mountain where he sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the blind, the maimed, the mute, and many others. They put them at his feet, and he cured them, so that the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking the maimed whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing. And they praised the God of Israel. Then Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I have compassion for the crowd, because they have been with me now for three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry, for they might faint on the way. The disciples said to him, Where are we to get enough bread in the desert to feed so great a crowd? Jesus asked them, how many loaves have you? They said, seven and a few small fish. Then ordering the crowd to sit down on the ground, he took the seven loaves and the fish. And after giving thanks, he broke them and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all of them ate and were filled and they took up the broken pieces left over, seven baskets full. Those who had eaten were 4,000 men, besides women and children. After sending away the crowds, he got into the boat and went to the region of Magadan. Um, today we're talking about something that
1: might sound a little bit familiar. Uh, Brian actually preached on the, uh, uh, a while back on Jesus uh, making loaves and fishes and feeding a whole bunch of people there and stuff. If it sounds familiar, you've been paying attention. Gold star. Um, (laughs) And if you haven't, Dave, I'm looking right at you. Um, No, it's, um, this is a story that has been kind of told before. But I think it's repeated for a reason. I think there are times when we we want to repeat things because there are times when we want to hear them again. when Jesus, the, the, the writer of Matthew, really had, uh, it's believed, kind of a, an audience. The, the audience that he was writing to were uh, people that were of the Jewish faith. And so what the, you'll see a lot of times in the book of Matthew is the connection that the writer is, is making. He, uh, he, he'll talk about something that Jesus did and then he'll say, now see, that's the stuff that you'll see in the Old Testament there. The stuff that you've been learning for all these years, that's the connection right there. This is the guy. And we, we actually hear that a little bit in this foretelling of, uh, of Matthew, of where he's, he's healing people. Uh, it, for some of the people that were uh, listening to these stories at the first time, they might um, think back to Isaiah where it says, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, the ears of the deaf shall be opened, and then the lame shall leap like a deer, whatever that means, and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. Boy, there was some singing for joy uh, at 9 o'clock. The the choir met for the first time and rehearsed, and it it sounded like they didn't even need to rehearse. I mean, it was just so, uh, it was so beautiful. Uh, And when people come together like that, and everybody adds a voice. Isn't it a remarkable thing? I don't know if, if we really understand the the. the for me, I, I don't sing. I I I am awful. I am so bad. Uh, and people have moved to other countries because I have uh, sang. And so, um, you know, I had one vision from God, and He just said, "Stop that." And so that's you know. Um, but for me to be to see it happen, to see people of all ages, walks of life, you know. We, we had people that were just young and, and full of spirit. We had people like Brian that are just old as dirt. We had, I mean, we, then everything in between there, gathering together and singing beautiful songs. And together, each individual voice, as unique as it is, blends. And I got to see uh, Amanda working with uh, different like if your voice is lower and your voice is higher, you know, I mean, I know that if you're in choir, this is old hat to you, but this is like a magic trick to me. It's just so amazing how you can blend all that together and somehow make it work. And that's what was happening, exactly what was happening when Jesus walked the earth. We, we fail to notice that. We always think about the miracles and the healing and all this kind of stuff, but what Jesus was doing was something incredibly remarkable. He was taking each individual, and he was blending us together. And together, we were blending our voices together. And we were making a representation of the kingdom of heaven. You know, this uh, verse started out with, um, and then he went from there. I always like to connect. Last week, Jesus was talking to a Canaanite woman, a person that was not even of the Jewish faith, that was telling that uh, he, he needed to heal her daughter. Um, and so from there, he's talking with the, the, the folks that have been following him. And I've always wondered what the, the people looked like. You ever, when you hear a story, a really good story, you can kind of put yourself into the context of that story, can't you? You know, I mean, that's, that's how you really uh, embrace that story. And what Jesus was doing with that story is something that had connected to the Old Testament to the New Testament that is supposed to continue the connection from the New Testament to us today. But we've kind of messed that part up a little bit. Um, as you guys know, um, my, my wife, Allison, was in the hospital uh, not too long ago. She's home now. She's feeling a lot better uh, and uh, she, she could have been here, but lazy, you know, just <laughs> totally lazy. So, um, but we, when yeah, I'm gonna get it when I get home. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, punch right in the face. Yeah, she is so so punchy. But um, when we were in the hospital, there were, we we heard a, a lot of experts and a lot of nurses came in and stuff. But what disturbed me the most is that uh, you know we were watching on on. Uh, videos on the, what is this, laptop, yeah, you know, what the kids do these days, Uh, with the streaming and everything. We were watching stuff, and and what disturbed me the most is that nobody knew who Laurel and Hardy were, more so than any of the the medical things. I was distraught by the fact that nobody knew who these guys were. Uh, Laurel and Hardy, and I'm seeing dead faces here today, shame, shame, shame. (laughs) Yeah, I know, you probably dated one of them, but you know, that <laughs> when, uh, <laughs> when I'm going to get hit by so many people today, <laughs> Laurel and Hardy uh, were old comedians, and for many people that have uh, taken on the, the craft of comedy, even today, people that are uh, in cinema, people that are, uh, make uh, and write movies and stuff, they have used continually some of the techniques that were actually created by Laurel and Hardy. And so when I got into comedy, the first thing that I was told by a mentor that I had was watch the originals, watch the people that have done it before, that have created it, engulf yourself into that and carry on that tradition and then make it your own. You know, and we do that with a lot of things. When we learn jobs, when we, get, you know, when we, we uh, 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 start a new position or anything, we, we learn from people. We open our eyes and we learn from people that have come before us. And we hopefully learn from some of their, their triumphs, some of their mistakes. And then we carry that forward and then we make it our own. We add a little bit of this and a little bit of that to it. Uh, am I right on, on, on that? So, as Christians, we're not doing that. That's my biggest argument, is is we're not doing that. If you're a Christian, as a mentor, if I'm a spiritual mentor, the thing I'm going to try to instill into all of us is to learn from the originals. The original in this case is Jesus Christ. We should be following the things that Christ did We should be following his mannerisms. We should be following his actions. We should be following all of the things that he does. But, like the medical people that have no idea who Laurel and Hardy is, and some of you people here that should be ashamed of yourself, we see things today and we forget all about the origin. We forget all about the things that came before us. Many people today, they will identify as Christians, but instead of listening to the words of Christ, we're listening to the words of somebody else, whether it's a, a news station or whether it's a politician or, or something else. And a lot of the messages that we're hearing lately, lately uh, is about, you should be afraid. You, you should be fearful because things are going to happen that are going to take away everything that you have. You should be fearful of anybody different than you. You should be fearful of people using identities. You should be fearful of gender. You should be fearful of race. You should be fearful of culture. Whatever the case may be, we are told that as Christians, our responsibility is to be afraid. We're forgetting the source. This is where I want us to go back to the source material. And learn what it really means. This particular story starts out with Jesus. He's got a lot of people following him. He's got a lot of people. Strangers, people that he's never met, people that have have heard him, and people that are just curious, people that want to trip him up, friends, enemies, everybody. They're there to witness this guy that they've been hearing about. And they've been following him. And some of them are bringing people that have ailments and all of this kind of stuff. And they say that they're they're putting them at at Jesus' feet. What that means is they're just bringing them to Jesus and Jesus is healing them. We love to show that in the movies. We love to show Jesus walking around like he's constipated. You know, just kind of, just oh, I'm just so depressed. And then just laying a hand on somebody and then miraculously they're healed. We love to focus on that part, but we miss the message behind it. The next step is Jesus is up this on this mountain and he's looking back and he sees that all these people have been following him. All of these people have been following him for about three days. And he's looking at them and he sees they don't have anything to eat. Okay, so that's the context. What I want us to do right now is just to pause just a second and picture ourselves in that crowd. Who are we? Who are you? What is if, if you're watching on TV, just, just, just imagine yourself in that crowd. You're seeing Jesus. You're seeing his disciples with him. You've been following him. But who are you? What, what is your voice? Where, where do you come from? Are, are you Jewish? Are you Canaanite? Are you heathen? Are you a pagan? Are you a non-believer? What is your income? Do you make a lot? Are you comfortable? Are you scraping to get by? What, what, is, your, what is your identity? Do you identify as man, as, as woman, as them, they? Non-binary? What is your race? Are you black? Are you white? Hispanic? Native American? The Bible never mentions who this crowd is. There's been speculation by scholars for years because some people say, well, he was talking to the Canaanite woman and they're probably all the people that are Gentiles, which means not Jewish. And then other people say, no, that was that chapter. He's on to the next thing. He's speaking to his own people. It's, It's Jewish people. The Bible makes a point of not telling us because the Bible makes a point of making us put ourselves into that story. Each and every one of us, like a choir, are standing before Jesus. And Christ hears our voice. Christ looks out onto the crowd. And instead of saying, some of you have liked what I'm saying, some of you have followed me, Some of you are from other countries. Some of you are from other communities. Some of you are from other lifestyles. Some of you are from other cultures. Some of you are different. He doesn't say any of that. He says, I have compassion for these guys, for these people. He looks at his disciples. He looks out on the crowd and he says, I have compassion for them. Imagine you're in that crowd. Imagine you don't look the same as the other people around you. Imagine you're from somewhere else. Imagine that you are just who you are. And the thing that we should be celebrating today is the fact that Jesus looked out on them and said, I have compassion for them. That's the message we forget. That's the whole message that we forget. We, we look on that crowd and we think, losers, didn't pack a lunch. What is wrong with these guys? You know, it's their own fault. They're irresponsible for them. You can't can't just have them just, you can't can't just give them things because then they won't learn and all of this kind of stuff. They're just begging for stuff. They've been following us all the time. A couple of them smell awful, you know, three days without a shower in the desert. This is just the stinkiest people I've ever had. Why are we letting them follow us? Why don't they just send them away? Why don't we just send them away? Because we've skipped the origin of the story and we've jumped to what we're hearing today and today's message is, send them away. They are not like us. They do not deserve our stuff. They're just here for a handout. Send them away. When the message, when we go to the original storyteller, is Christ, God in the flesh, looking out, insane feed them. I'm worried about them. I'm worried that if they leave here on an empty stomach that they're gonna they're gonna pass out on the way home. He didn't analyze whether or not they deserved it he didn't analyze whether or not they had the means to make it on their own he didn't analyze uh, you know maybe we could just do a silent donation or something like that or we could just you know make an implied giving or something like that because we got to pay for this stuff jesus just said what do you got and they said a couple of breads and a couple of fish said great and he blessed it In in the movies he always takes it up here out of frame Someone exchanges the basket just for a second, and he brings it back down. We, we always focus on the movies of the miracles. There's a reason that these stories are connected about Jesus healing people and Jesus feeding people, because the message is not the miracle of making the blind see. And it's not, the, the story is not the uh, turning bread and wine into, or bread and fish, I just want wine, but bread and fish into, you know, The message is that Jesus had compassion. That Jesus looked out on the entire crowd and said, I have compassion for them. And he said, feed them. That's our message today. If we're listening to to stories about how we should fear people, that people are different than us, I always love everyone's different than us. Nobody says people that you're different from, feed them, have compassion for them. That's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. I, I look at this group here and I see people of all walks of life, people that are, are different. I didn't mean to re- point right at you when I said that, but <laughs> just, <laughs> he, he's Scottish, you know. I mean, so, yeah, we're just... We're just glad he's wearing pants. So, um, but <laughs> every single one of us comes from a different story, a different story. And every single one of us is loved by God. And every single one of us, Christ looks out and says the same thing that he said 2,000 years ago. I have compassion for you. So as Christians, that's the story we want to hang on to. When we leave here this week, I pray that what we hang on to is the message of compassion, that we celebrate the fact that Jesus has compassion for us, but we also celebrate that as Christians, we take that origin story and we carry that forward by having compassion for others may we do that would you pray with me gracious and loving god help us to see everyone as somebody that is loved by you help us to see everyone as a loving individual original a, a someone that was made and the mold was broke a unique presence And help us to remember that when we gather with our differences, our uniqueness, we all have a voice and we can all sing a wonderful tune. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen.